Hello, guys. <clears throat> Welcome to the third episode of The Casual Scream. I am your host, Lady Room, and this is... <laughs> How are you guys doing tonight? Hopefully, everybody is doing good. We are here. Sorry, guys. I was sharing lots of places, or at least trying to. Anyways, let's get started. Let me get my comments pulled up here so I can see all your beautiful faces. All right. And we are ready. Hello. So, hopefully everybody had a good week. Um, how was your week? It was week. It was week. My week was week. Hmm. My week was um, busy. My daughter turned 18 this week, so that was a big birthday for her. Um, so yeah, outside of that, just work the use. Um, I don't know if we really have much to talk about. <laughs> Normally we have a guest. This is our first episode without a guest. So, um, it's a little bit of a different approach. So I want to thank everybody that's been tuning in the past couple episodes. Uh, we're getting better and better at this. And uh, the coming coming episodes, uh, we've got some guests lined up that will blow your fucking mind. Uh, you have to sit and wait. Lots of content too. We are thinking of all kinds of things that we could do. Um, if you guys have any like requests or anything that you would want to do, I do have an email set up for this. Um, so once all of this is done, I'll go back and edit the the post and, and make sure that the email and all the links are um, <clears throat> in this post. That way, if you guys want to reach out and shoot me an email um, about anything, really, I'll, I'll check the emails. Um, if you guys have, you know, recommendations or things that you would like to see us do, we do want to start branching out since we're only focusing on one topic per episode. So we're going to do things like paranormal. Um, I got a buddy who posted on my wall um, sometime this week, I think. And it was something about alien, something alien related. So I definitely want to do like aliens. I want to do paranormal. Um, so just kind of more. It gives us more of an opportunity to branch out rather than just doing, you know, movie reviews or serial killers or true crime or whatever. Um, so it kind of opens that up for us. And uh, coming soon, we'll have merch available yep. for the casual screen. Yep. Starting all kinds of merch, getting merch going. So if you guys are interested, we will also eventually have a link to a web store where you guys can buy some merch, um, which <clears throat> obviously will help us in return because, you know, this isn't isn't um there are things that i do have to invest in so you know your help would be awesome anyways okay homies commenting from canada if you can send us if you feel free to not asking uh if you would possibly want to send us some canadian candy that would be super <laughs> fucking dope uh, i just heard candy's better in canada because that both words sound alike sorry guys i'm looking through my comments here because I suck, I, you know, I pull my comments up because I want to see your faces and then I suck at, you know, <laughs> checking them. So, hi guys, I see you all. I love you all. Hi guys, hi guys, hi guys. Oh gosh, there's so many of you guys. I love seeing all your faces. It's super fucking dope to see you guys here, you know, supporting us and stuff. So, right on. Um, and um, also, we, we do, I do, um, have, we have this on Spotify now, so there is just audio of this. So for those of you listening only on Spotify or um, we're on a few different things, a few different uh, platforms, which 
eventually I'll have a post with all the platforms. But anyways, for those of you who are listening on those platforms, this is also obviously a live show. So that's kind of what you're also hearing. So I apologize. Anyways, let's jump into it, I guess. Let's go ahead and get started with this review here. Um, so we gave you guys the opportunity this time to choose a movie <clears throat> that you would like us to do. So we chose five different movies. We put them all on a thing and we told you guys to choose. Um, we obviously chose your number one pick, which was House of a Thousand Corpses. So this is for you guys. Um, well, they're all for you, but this, you know, was requested by you. So somewhat for me too, because uh, up there with uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, one of my favorite all time, all time favorite movies. Um, <clears throat> I will say, in doing a lot of research about this movie, most people, of course, are are people, um, you know, are going to be super interested in it because this is our our basically our line of all interest. But as far as other people, most people, even horror fans, um, are not necessarily the biggest fan of this movie. They, they, I, I did not hear too many good reviews on this movie. I will admit that our review is going to be good. So we are definitely, definitely, we are definitely, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses fans. We're Rob Zombie fans. Um, we like all of it. So, anyways, love his movies, love his music. Yeah, yeah. So not a live show. Without further ado, House of a Thousand Corpses was directed and written by Rob Zombie. It was his first film, um, released on April 11, 2003, <clears throat> which it was originally due to release um, in 2000. However, it was um, put together by who was Universal. Universal Theaters had originally picked up this movie and the entire pitch and so on and so forth. They're the ones that put up the budget for the movie and then of course, you know, gave him the, the set and everything to work with. So he had originally went through Universal Studios, but or Universal, yeah. Yeah, Studios, sorry. Um to produce this movie and then once it was finished and, and they gave him the you know the final copy they basically turned it down well they had originally given him some more money to redo the ending and then once all was said said and done they they shelved the movie so it remained shelved for obviously three years um in that time mgm did pick up the uh they mgm did pick it up and he said he got caught saying something somewhere like on a um uh, an interview or something he had said something where something along the lines of mgm having no morals so they didn't have a problem releasing the film and they did have a problem with him saying that so they also eventually you know you know disregarded the video or whatnot so here's a big fuck you to Universal Studios. You <laughs> well up. it gets better it gets actually better because not like that so eventually Lionsgate picked up the film they they put it out in 2003 which is where you get your release date of April 11 2003 but real quick before I go forward what he's talking about you know fuck, fuck Universal or whatever um <clears throat> 20 years later so um let's see when did when did I say this yeah 20 or 20 or so, however many years later, he said, I'm quoting him when he says this. Um, but basically last year, I know it was running last year, Universal actually came to him and did a haunted, uh, a haunted house. So there was a house, a house of a thousand corpses themed 
haunted house at universal i i um watched a thing and i had i meant to share the link but i guess i can share the link after i do this live feed but um where he walks through the um the, ha the haunted house at universal um theme park uh both locations two locations whatever locations both locations and could you imagine walking your kids through this uh, universal no Studios? absolutely not i watched it I watched it. I'll have to show you the video. I meant to show you the video, but I think he was asleep. Hey, look, kids, this is the room where Otis raped five cheerleaders. <laughs> it's, it's, anyways, if you guys get a chance to check out the link when I share it, it is crazy. It was super, super, super freaking cool. I would love to go see it. Like, it's a hell of a haunt. So, anyways, check it out. <clears throat> but going further, sorry, guys. Sorry for that sidetrack. Uh, running time of 89 minutes. The budget was $7 million, which actually became about $12 Because remember, like I said, they forked out some more money to change the ending. Um, so all in all, I believe it, it, it became roughly $12 million. Around $12 million. Uh, box office in return brought in $16.8 million. So not bad. Not bad. Um, and it is definitely viewed as a cult classic. Um, you got your plot is four young adults set out across the back roads of America, writing a book about the things you'll see while, you'll tra while you're traveling across country. When they stop for gas, uh, when they stop at a gas, a ga for when they stop for gas, sorry, they meet Captain Spaulding and they hear, so yeah, rest in peace. They hear of a local legend, Dr. Satan. And Jerry, one of the four, becomes overly interested in finding the tree where a mob allegedly lynched the mass murderer surgeon. He, <clears throat> he convinces Spalding to draw him a map, and it's all pretty much downhill from there. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm trying to read my handwriting on my notes, and it's really bad. I wrote this review late, and I was tired, and... Uh, um, it took me several hours to write this review, so I apologize. Reading my own hand writing is kind of rough right now all right again like i said it's rob zombie's first film um it's another one of those films that the bad guys always win you know so bad guys definitely win in this one spoiler alert um you got your cast which is sig hey sid haig as captain spaulding rest in peace there's quite a few rest in pieces on here though like the there's, there's a the lot the there's a lot um bill mosley as otis um Sherry Moon Zombie as Baby, of course. Karen Black a uh, as Mother Firefly. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. <sighs> Matthew McGorry um, as Tiny. Rest in peace. Robert Allen as RJ. You know what? He, that's, <laughs> I don't have his last name on here. I think Robert Allen's his first and middle name, but that's RJ, the uh, tow truck driver. Uh, Dennis Fimple as a Grandpa Hugo, Chris, Chris Hardwick as Jerry Goldsmith, Rain, Wil Rain Wilson as Bill Hudley, Aaron Daniels as Denise Willis, Jennifer Justin as Mary Knowles. Not your main characters. <sighs> <Hey face. laughs> um, the rundown. So let's give you the rundown of the movie. Ready? Because it's a freaking long one. I, went, I was talking to him last night while I was writing this review. Um, he did. He even even said, I watched an interview with him where he said that making movies is a lot harder than making a music video. It's a lot easier to make music. And obviously, obviously, it would make sense for it to be easier to make music videos. But 
there he basically admitting that it is so I was so hard and, and and you can see it like this is the third review I've written and it's the longest review I've written and like I said I was joking with him last night and I was like me you know, it was called house of a thousand corpses it really should have been called house of a thousand ideas because this poor man took every single idea of everything that he loved and he shoved it all into one one ninety-eight, I believe ninety-eight minute movie. So or sorry, eighty-nine. A little bit of dyslexia there. I would love just that so, for just like a day. Oh yeah, I bet it's fun in there. Ideas and they run but, around in there. But he this is a fraction of his brain right here. <laughs> All shoved into a very a, a film, you know. So um basically your opening scene is your uh, at Captain Spaulding's, and you see the guys come in for the robbery. Uh, the robbery takes place, and they attempt to hold two guys attempt to hold up Captain Spaulding and another gentleman who is there to you know just to stop, basically a stop through something, showing off some picture. But anyways, um, and they try to hold him up. Uh, the guy who is visiting calls out the one dude saying, Hey, I know you, I know you, you I know you, you work as so-and-so. So anyways, of course that prompts him to react, take his mask off and that's where shit goes south. And you know, the, the guy comes in, the um, cat captain Spaulding's assist, like little hand, right hand man guy or whatever comes in and, and starts cat, you know, wax the one motherfucker and the captain Spaulding shoots the one guy and then shoots snorts the, the other. Guy. Yeah. And then snorts the smoke from the gun. So pretty, pretty badass scene. And you know, that's, that's I, in my opinion, I think it's a pretty cool way to open a movie. I, I had no complaints. Um, my movie is just, <laughs> just out, like, out the gate. The yeah. Yeah. He did. He pretty much did. See, he's pretty balls to the wall right out the gate. Um, Let's see. Then, of course, you've got. I do want to talk about like the the um, opening opening and stuff. Like, I he really likes. I mean, I like it too. I just don't know. I don't understand the connection to the imagery in the, in the beginning, the opening of the opening credits of the movie. But I do like them, no, no less. Just but real 80s yeah, like, vibe to it, like. And that's something that a lot of people complained about. Like when I watched or when I when I listened to you know reviews or or looked into other people's reviews and stuff like that a lot of people didn't didn't love the fact they, they said it looked more like a music video which i can see that of course i can see that this is rob zombie we're talking about and it's his first film bear in mind so you know but but i like i love the grainy look and and the 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 um like camcorder like you're you're recording on an old camcorder um look so that actually was a complaint for a lot of people a lot of people didn't really dig that so anyways um but after the opening credits you get the um you get to meet the kids or well young adults i guess they're not really kids uh young adults younger than me and definitely younger than him so they're low on gas and they stop at captain spaulding's museum of monsters and oddities which if i and you and I, because he and I travel a lot. If you and I stopped at a place, it was called Captain Spaulding's Museum of, sorry, I lost the Museum of Monsters and Oddities. We would absolutely 100% go in. 
and we would probably love every second of it. I get excited when we're traveling and go to a place and they got cherry coated. <laughs> I get excited when we travel and we find fireworks. So <laughs> bomb fireworks. Anyways, um, so uh, Captain, you know, the kids come in and you see them, the girls, the girls, the stuck up girls, which I, I, did not care for the girls. I don't think anybody really cared for the girls in the movie. Um, but anyway, so then you see you know, the guys are super into it. Um, Jerry's super into everything he's seeing. And Bill's super, <laughs> Bill's super, you know, um, I guess he wants information, you know, like information. He's, he's writing a book. So, you know, Captain Spawning asks what they're doing in the area. You know, hey, what are you doing here? You know, what are you stopping through for? And he told him, you know, Bill proceeds to tell him, which is Ryan Wilson, which is uh, Dwight. Dwight from The Office. So, of course, this was before The Office. But it's really hard. To, <laughs> it's really hard to see him at all anywhere and, and not see him as Dwight, which especially if you're an Office fan, which. Super massive mega office fan. Turned him into an office fan. If none of you guys have seen The Office, totally fucking worth the watch. I've rewatched it multiple times. Love it. Anyways, Dwight. So Bill is telling him, you know, hey, we're we're driving across country and we're writing a book about um, the things that you see when you're driving across country. You know, all the odd things and the strange things. You know the the cool shit that you see when you're on cross cross country, which we've seen some cool stuff. Um, but he attempted. He attempted. It was awkward. It was awkward. There is photographic evidence on my Facebook. If you guys are ever interested. Anyways, yeah. So, like I said, he's telling him that he's writing a book and and. Um, this is when Captain Spaulding, out of nowhere, starts acting offended. You know, like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah? You know what I think it is? Making fun of the backfield mm -hmm. Yep, yep. So he starts, which, let me tell you, like, th that scene makes me, like, I've seen the movie. But if I were in that position, in a place I didn't know, in a weird place like that, and some weird, crazy clown guy like him was coming at me like that... I could feel his anxiety. Like I could feel the anxiety from that moment. So, gosh, that was a stressful moment. I think I took my I'd have been like, "Oh man, I should." And he is. He's like talking. He's like, "Jerry, huh, J huh, Jerry." Yeah, that would be me. I'd be like, "All right, yo, I think it's time to go, girls. Uh, it's time to go." So, anyways, that it, it, it. But of course, it ends with that. <laughs> gotcha. So, you know, he was just playing. But from there, he proceeds to, uh, he, just he was just clowning around. A big old clown. He's just a clown. Um, so then we go forward, moving forward. He, they, he's obviously, he, he proceeds to tell them about the, the famous murder ride. Um, so the famous murder ride. Dope as shit. Like, I would write it. I would write it like twice. Maybe three times. I'm in the process of building one in our backyard. Do you know how cool that's going consist of a shopping cart so far, but I'm getting there. But can I say, for, like, a, a weird, like, gas station stop place, gas station and chicken stop 
place with a weird museum. Um, that ride, totally, totally cool as shit. Like, it's actually not bad. Um, I've, I've been to quite a few haunted houses, so, so that was not a bad attraction at all. Especially with the fact that he has stories. Um, that said, the first, the first person we see um, on the famous murder ride was Albert Fish, uh, which we will uh, go into. Uh, we will have an episode on Albert Fish for sure, because he was quite the interesting fellow. But he was, a, as mentioned, a, a masochist, a sadist, a child killer, and a cannibal. So we will have an episode on Mr. Albert Fish. Probably most Democrats. <laughs> um, then you see, which he doesn't talk about it, but you see Lizzie Borden, uh, which she was suspected to have killed her father and stepmother with an axe, was tried and acquitted of the murders. So she basically got away with murder they believe so and then of course ed gein um murderer and grave robber body snatcher you get to see him which we definitely guy. will absolutely do an ed gein uh episode eventually don't you worry uh that was a fucking interesting interesting fucking character that that wow just wow um <laughs> I, wow. Uh, 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 uh. And then, of course, that takes us to our final, our final attraction on the famous murder ride. And that is the doc is Dr. Satan. Definitely Dr. Satan, who was a murderer, torturer, master surgeon. He worked at an insane asylum and he experimented on his patients. He did all kinds of crazy experimentations on his patients. Now, this this is our first bit of Dr. Satan, and we, um, most of you guys are, I assume any of you re listening to this have already seen the movie, because it would be weird to do a review without having seen it, um, unless you're just here to hang out and hear us talk, which is cool too, and if you haven't seen it, you should definitely check it out, but anyways, this is your first bit of Dr. Satan, um, I think, now, I, I don't know. For sure, because I don't, you know, I don't know the guy. I've never had a conversation with him. Hung out, but I think he his goal might have been, you know, that this was mainly supposed to be a Doctor Satan movie um, about Doctor Satan, because this is our first bit of Doctor Satan, and of course, you know, the tree. Once um, this ride is over, he finds out. Uh, Jerry finds out about the tree and finds out well, at the end of the ride that the tree is no farther than what you say a stone's throw from where you're standing right now. Um, so of course that Jerry being Jerry, which would totally be we would totally be Jerry's. We would be Jerry's. I used to refer to my old doctor as Doctor Satan, but that's just because one time when he put his finger in my ass, he started rubbing his fingers through my hair. I have never went back to that dentist again. Carry on. <laughs> oh my gosh, guys. Okay, so he finds that I found out a tree. So that's what, and then, and then of course, they go on the quest to, to find the tree from this point. Um, so I do think that the movie had more of a bait. A lot of people who do review this movie say that there was no real storyline to this movie. There was nothing they didn't understand. And, and I can see how some people don't understand. Um, I guess you kind of really got to enjoy it <laughs> and watch it several times to, to really fully grasp. But I think, I think it was originally supposed to be like do about Dr. Satan, but there was so much, so there was so little, which of course we'll get to the, the rest of Dr. Satan, but there was so little Dr. Satan in this movie and so much of the Firefly family that you kind of lost focus 
you know? And again, like I said, house of a thousand ideas. He had so many ideas and he just crammed them all into this. So it was really easy to lose focus and it sucks. It really sucks that he never came back to Dr. Satan after this. I wish he really would have, because it would have been really cool to finish the well, storyline. I mean, he could make a movie. Well, I mean, this did, this was a trilogy. Um, and I, I, I will obviously, we'll obviously talk about the other two movies eventually, but you know, we, you know how I feel about the trilogy. I just think they should have left it at two. One trilogy. They should have left it at two and not done a third. I know. I hear I, I said it. I said it. I'm that guy, but we'll go into that at a later date. So, like I said, after the famous murder ride and after hearing Dr. St local legend Dr. Satan's story, uh, Jerry becomes obsessed with finding the tree, of course, because Jerry, we like Jerry's. Um, so Jerry convinces uh, Captain Spalding to give him directions. Captain Spalding agrees to draw draw him a map <laughs> so he draws these lines and line and turn here and and then here's the tree there you go slaps it on the countertop and basically smacks him on the ass and sends him out the door with his bag of complimentary free chicken. oh yeah with this, this bag of free chicken complimentary chicken which i would take complimentary chicken from him it i mean yeah anyways <laughs> so um they get the map, they go out, and they're on their way. And that's where everything pretty much is pretty much downhill from there. That that sealed their fate, basically. Uh, so they go on their way, and they are on their way to following this map to the tree where um, the, like I said, the, uh, the, the mob lynched Dr. Satan. They hung him, you know, strung him up and hung him from the tree. So this is where they're on their way to and on the way they see baby we meet baby for the first time baby is hitchhiking in the pouring down rain looking ever so cute and ever so perfect why wouldn't she be hitchhiking in the rain but they stop and they pick her up because you know she's a lady and they can't just let her walk in the rain so they pick her up and of course that is as after we did an episode on Eileen Warnos, our last episode, did we not learn anything? Hmm? Hmm? I think we're not supposed to pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> I mean, unless they have like a baby with them, you know what I mean? Or it's like some feeble little old grandpa and he's walking and it's three inches of snow. So anyways, you gotta be really careful and <laughs> choosy. So that said, they pick up baby. And so they proceed to ask baby, hey, do you know where this tree is? Um, and she says, well, yeah, of course. It's, it's you know, it's right by my house. Uh, my house is just right down the road, basically. It's essentially what she, what she, what she says. Um, so they're on their way now. We, they're on their way now to, um, let's see. Sorry, I've like distracted me and I get refocused onto my notes. They're on their way to baby's house or well the to the tree because baby knows where it's at and the tire gets shot out. You see somebody actually shoot the tire, you know, shoot the tire out. Um so the tire gets shot out and 
So we've got a flat tire. Baby says, you know, hey, my brother RJ's got a tow truck. So we've got this. Don't worry. Um, RJ, um, being her brother, I think I already said that. What are you doing? Sorry, I, I have a thing he's trying to show me. Well, I, I was trying to read. Anyways, back. Here I am. I am back. Um, so we go on to Bill. Bill agrees to hop out of the car because it's raining and there's no sense in everybody going. There's no sense in everybody getting wet, of course. So you guys stay in the car. We're going to go back to baby's house. We're going to get the brother. We're going to come back with the tow truck. So they get there and the creepy baby dolls everywhere hung up, strung up all over the house. That was great. Um, so we get the creepy babies and Bill's getting creeped out on the front porch. She says, hey, front door's locked. Gotta go around back. Next Baby dolls are way more creepier than the fireflies. I would kick it with the fireflies. <laughs> I feel like I have kicked it with the fireflies at the gatherings many a time. But those babies, fuck, I don't do baby dolls. Um. Uh. Anyways, so we get there. Like I said, the door's locked. She has to go around back. She goes around back. Um. Gets uh in the house and comes through the back door like instantly or comes through the front door instantly. There's no time that has passed, scares the shit out of Bill. Um, and then they, Bill's like, okay, well, where's your brother? And she's like, oh, he's already gone. So I guess in literally a 10 second time span, she managed to tell him to go, you know, so obviously something's and fishy. Directions and everything yeah. Within 10 seconds. Yeah. Obviously something's fishy. Something's up. Um, but nonetheless, you know, Bill takes her word for it, goes inside, sits down to dry off while RJ goes and gets them and brings the car back. Um, of course, she gets really flirty, so on and so forth. I'm telling you, there's so much in this movie. I'm going to talk about this forever. <laughs> We're barely into it. <clears throat> back to the kids in the... Ah! I'm not just phone off. Back to the kids in the car. Um, you got the kids in the car and out of nowhere, RJ in the pouring down rain. Hits the window, scares the shit out of the kids. Um, uh, and they're like, it's okay, it's okay. It's just a tow truck, guys. So they get taken back. And once they go back to the house, that's when you meet the rest of the Firefly family. Um, you've been left alone in a car in the dark on the side of the road. How fucking scared would you have been? Um, I've been left in a car on the side of the road in the graveyard. dark. Yeah, at a graveyard. A creepy graveyard with Alyssa. Um... Yeah, it was pretty fucking scary. So, been there. <laughs> um, anyways, like I said, we meet the rest of the fireflies. So, that's always fun. You've got Mama Firefly, which she's quite the trip, huh? She's like the cougar of the family. Um, you also get to see Otis. You get to see Otis in his room. Because <laughs> Otis is around Otis. here somewhere. Otis is around here. He's upstairs in his room, and he's got the cheerleaders. And that's when you... Oh, rewind real quick. Just so you know... The um uh the opening where in the beginning where you you get the uh, commercial well not the commercial the news thing with the cheerleaders that are still missing and that newscaster is talking about the cheerleaders that are still missing that's actually Bill Mosley um in the beginning so there's that I heard that about that learned that but anyways and, and so the Otis and the cheerleaders in the bedroom I want to 
mentioned that I loved the way they filmed that. Uh, that was one of my favorite things that I liked the scene wise is how they were switching from like, it was like that dark red on his face and, and, and you, and then out of nowhere it would switch to the regular lighting in the room and then it would switch back to the red, that dark red lighting that was flashing on his face. So I thought that was really cool too. I really liked that. Playing a kid with ADD playing on Snapchat. This filter, this filter, this filter, this filter. <laughs> That's how Rob Zombie was making this movie. <laughs> ADD. Um. Anyways, uh, the dinner. Let's talk about the dinner. The dinner with the masks. <laughs> Fucking creepy. Was that? What would you guys think if you sat down and somebody legitimately handed you a mask like they had it? It was like you shouldn't trust somebody that has that many masks in their house. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in this room alone, two, five, seven, nine, a lot. Um, 17. <laughs> anywho. Uh, the masks, the dinner, the dinner with masks. That was interesting. And then um, Otis coming down with the fetus in the jar. That was also interesting. I mean, at what point are you like, okay, this is a little too fucking weird for me. You guys can keep my car in the morning. I'll I'll uh, call the police and we'll get it back. Like, I'm not a big fan of rain, but I would have been out there. I'd have been out in the rain. I'd have been out in the fucking rain. I'd have been like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I'm good, but obviously it wouldn't have mattered anyway, huh? Well, it couldn't because you had all them crazy son bitches in one room, so they'd be behind you as you were going forward. I guess. I, I could have got away from it. I could get away from any of these situations in any of these horror movies. You can? Yeah. I'm somewhat of a badass. I feel like we would be some of the first to die. I feel like we wouldn't because one of us would be bored Listen, within the first five minutes and want to leave. We immediately. like, like all if we, hours. okay, if we speed walk, if we speed walk from the garage to the car, I, we're winded. We're winded. You winded think, he thinks he can outrun. No, it's not about outrunning. Otis. It's about thinking. Or baby. You think you can outrun that little fucking crazy shit? I'm smarter than her. Okay. Oh, she's pretty fucking. Okay. All right, now let me go ahead and just flip my my shit over. Oh gosh, she she does want to chop somebody's tits off in this movie. Okay, um, Grandpa Hugo's comedy bit. Oh my <laughs> word, yeah, right in the pussy. Oh man, reminds me of my grandpa. He was man, pretty bastard. Man, he was rotten. He was rotten. How many? How many of you know someone like that? Rotten as shit. Just, grandpa is just like Grandpa Hugo. That's I would, House of a Thousand Corpses. It's the dirty old whacked in the fucking head, just old, gone motherfucker. <laughs> grandpa Hugo, quite the character. But Grandpa Hugo takes us in a baby scene, baby's little dance scene, her little Betty Boo, cute as shit, cute as well, well, but back before that, right before. Before that, you actually see baby putting her makeup on. <laughs> Give me a B. Give me an A. Give me a B. Give me a Y. What's that spell? So that's baby being a big old baby. Um, but yeah, of course, she gets ready for her dance. And then we see her little dance, her little Betty Boop dance, which was cute as shit. 
Um, she looked great doing it. She looked super, super cool doing it. Jerry was sure getting into it. He had his hands down that popcorn. I think he was down a little deep. I think there is a hole. Yeah. There's a hole in the bottom of the popcorn bag. Stroking his own fucking <laughs> So, of course, she lands on, um, she lands on, um, who, why can't I remember which one is, oh, which one's Bill's girlfriend? Is it Mary or Denise? I didn't take time to learn those. It's so hard. It's so hard to remember. Hang on. I can figure this out. Not Denise. It had to be Mary. I think Mary is Bill's girlfriend. Don't quote me on that. But anyways, so of course she comes she comes up to the girlfriend and gets her little face and she sticks her tongue out like a child. I was like, why did she for real just stick her tongue out at her like that? Like a whole ass child. But anyways, and then plops down right on Bill's lap. And that's when she flips shit and she's like, she, she pushes her off of him and says, get the fuck off him, you stupid fucking whore, you fucking slut. And of course, you already know what baby's going to do and how baby's going to react to that. So baby um, proceeds to say what she says, something about, you shouldn't have done that. <laughs> she said, oh, really? She said, you going to do something about it? And then baby says, motherfucker, I'll fucking cut your tits off and shove them down your throat. <laughs> so serious do i think she would have she definitely would have done it i think she would have cut her tits off and shoved them down her throat all right that's that's a scary crazy little crazy bitch so anyways i just thought that was cute super baby of her but of course right after that as soon as that scene is over you've got rj rj busts in the door and and car's ready yeah, the car's ready, and then Mama Firefly says, I think you guys should leave, or it's time to go, or something. So, obviously, they've wore their welcome out. Um, so, you know, they get in the car, and they're going to get the fuck out of here, and with the quickness, right? So, they get in the car, and then they get to the gate. Of course, there's a gate. Why wouldn't there be a fucking gate? <sighs> Gets to the gate. Hop, puts car yeah, and they're like, well, what are you doing? And he's like, I gotta open the gate. So he hops out. Of course he hops out. Pouring down fucking rain. Why wouldn't it be? I feel like we talked about this previously. It's always pouring rain when shit really pops off. I'm like, shit, scary. When like super scary shit. So anyways, um, the rain and he hops out of the car and you see as they're driving to the gate, they're passing like scarecrows and stuff because they leave them, they live on the farm. Um, Bob Zombie is heavy into scarecrows. I went and seen White Zombie back in the early 90s and his stage show consisted of clowns and scarecrows and robots. <laughs> so, yeah, a big old, uh, big old scarecrow fan. But I, it's also, like I said, it's also fitting given the, given the location. But um, so he hops out of the car to go open the gate and when he does the scarecrows come off the off the their post creepy fucking scene scary as shit just come right off the and, and everybody around them sees this they're like oh my god and he uses the scarecrow bit in 31 okay. <laughs> um comes up out of behind him and cracks bill bill is down down for the count um Let's see. Jerry hops out of the car, of course, to save Bill, because Bill's in, of course, what other, what other man wouldn't? So he hops out of the car to save Bill, and that's where he fucked up, because um, they knocked his ass out. Um, I kind of would love Joe out there. <laughs> like, damn, it's been real. It's been real. It's been fun, but, it, you know. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... This is both dying. <laughs> so... 
the both guys at this point are incapacitated. You got the girls, the poor fucking helpless bitchy girls, and they're in the backseat panicking. So they're dumbasses. They lock the doors, which keeps them safe because the car doesn't have glass windows or any of that. So totally safe as long as we just lock the fucking doors, guys. That's that's where they fucked up. Um, I would have, for what I would have gotten in the front seat, unless of course you know I don't know. I've never been in that situation. Maybe shock would set in, and I would be so scared that I wouldn't be able to move. Um, yeah. So, anyways, they locked the fucking doors, um, which promptly leads Tiny to and and Bill to or not Bill, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill mostly, um, Otis, <laughs> Bill, um. Gosh, I watched too much stuff. Um, so it leads Tiny and Otis to bust into the car. And Tiny pulls out, let's see. Tiny pulls Denise. You know, Tiny gets Denise out. Um, and then Otis, it ends on, I think Mary's in the car in the backseat with Otis busting out the window. So that was intense. That was pretty, pretty scary. If I was in that situation, I'd be scared to death. I'd die of fright. So, you know, I guess it wouldn't be so bad. I would already be dead by the time they got to me. They'd have been like, well, that was an easy kill. Because I'd be dead. Scared. Literally scared to death. (sighs) So we come to. We uh, come to. And we start out with Mary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mary. Mary is Bill's Bill's, uh, girlfriend. (laughs) Okay, I think. Mary comes to. And um, you start with Mary. She comes to and she's all, where's Bill? Where's Bill? And and then, you know, (laughs) Otis is like, I lost my creation. I lost my my creativity. But but, but Bill here. Bill. Otis tells her, he said, I'm going to take this fucking gag off your mouth. You must make a fucking beat. I'll cut your fucking throat. And he takes the fucking thing off. First thing, where's Bill? The second. You made a pee, bitch. Why? The second. Do it, Otis. Do it. So, anywho, yeah, um, you got you got Otis saying how Bill gave him back his creativity, yeah, sparked a flame for him, and um, then it cuts scene to Ooh, Bill's fire under the devil's ass. <laughs> it cuts scene, and it'll cut scene to Bill's torture, which then you see Baby and Otis. Um, torturing, yeah, the straight razor, cutting him up with the straight razor on his all over his face and and stuff like that, just basically torturing him. And then we cut back to uh, Mary and Otis, and again, Mary says, "Where's Bill?" And that's when Otis was like, "All right, you know, you want to see him? By all means, check out this masterpiece." And he turns her around and pulls that curtain off, and that is when we see Fish Boy. See, a classic fish boy, which is um, a merman. Yeah, but he, they turned him into a merman. They cut. Does a merman's dick drag through the seaweed when he's swimming on the bottom? Oh my, I don't know. Where would they hide it? Where do they hide those things? Like, where's a fish dick? Fish dicks. Where's fish dicks? Fish dicks. Where's a fish dick located? Okay, we're getting off subject. I'm gonna be on Google as we're soon as the show's over. <laughs> okay. Fish boy. 
We weren't entirely off subject, but fish boys. So anyways, yeah, like I said, it basically essentially turns him into a merman. Um, which if I had just come to in a situation like that, that would flip my shit too. I'd be like, this this can't be, this isn't real. This isn't fucking real. This is a nightmare. There's no way this is real. That's not fucking real. We've seen real stuff like that though. We're pleased, believe it or not. Museum. Mm. Oh, you mean the, monkey, the, the fish. monkey fish that wasn't real? It was totally real. It's totally not real. It was said to be real and people... They I paid brought they pay, the person to get in that place. It was real. <laughs> the people they used to have people come and see that little monkey fish thing, and they would pay for entry to come see it because they thought it was real at one point, which it wasn't. It turns out it was just really good taxidermy. Um, let's see, where was I? I lost my spot and my notes. In my net. okay, Denise. Then we see Denise. Denise is dressed up as a as a doll tied to a bed in Tiny's room. That was a great scene. Um, uh, Tiny eating. Let's talk about Tiny eating his bowl of cereal out of what was it a dog bowl? It was a dog bowl. <laughs> a dog bowl. And Tiny eating, and it, and it's so. I think the most. It's not the fact that he's eating. I think it's the the way that he's eating the food. And how he's just he's got a fucking ladle in he's it. like shoveling it in his goal and he's not even like properly it's like it's like he's keeping his lips closed and he's just like barely letting just a tiny little bit get in so it was pretty rough to watch him eat i wouldn't want to do it all the time i'd be like tiny yeah, Tiny is just, he's eating down in his basement bedroom anyway, so I don't think I'd have to ever see Tiny eat, so. But yeah, so you see Denise, and she's like begging and pleading, please let me go, please let me go. And Tiny was just like, you know, yeah, sure, sure, you can fucking go. Reaches down, he unties her, unties the other one. <laughs> or no, he unties the one, she unties the other. Another iconic scene. <laughs> she fucking hops up out of his bed like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go now. I'm just gonna go. I'm, I'm just gonna. She's walking backwards. Just keeps saying, "I'm just gonna go now." And as soon as she gets to the stairs, Otis pops out of the, out of nowhere, and he's like, "Whoa, <laughs> where are you going?" And of course, Otis she, just looks back at Tiny like, "Fucking really? <laughs> where are you going?" <laughs> and Tiny's just like, mm -hmm. "Sorry, <laughs> she didn't get too far." Where are you going? Nowhere. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Man, he's slacking. He's slacking, y'all. Slacking. Anyways, so yeah, that's pretty great. Um, and then we go to Jerry. Jerry's scene, um, where baby has she she's got scissors. Is it scissors or she's doing it with a knife at first? I can't remember. Scissors. Yeah. So she's got the scissors. If I'm not mistaken, it's scissors that she initially starts cutting his hair with, and she she goes up and she starts. You know, snipping off his hair, and and she said, um, she asks him, "What is her? Who is her favorite actress?" And he guesses, and he guesses Marilyn Monroe. And while she likes Marilyn Monroe, it's not her favorite. Her favorite's Betty Page. So he was wrong, and she proceeds to take a knife and scalp the fucking shit out of this. Um, guy this poor guy so anyways he gets completely scalped huh? um yeah so that was pretty intense too um pretty intense scene poor guy i couldn't imagine being scalped that's got to be terrible 
Um, and I know it's happened a lot in history. Scalping someone. Ow. Ow. That just, oh. So now we go forward to Denise's dad, which uh, backwards, go back. Um, Denise's dad, she did call uh, before they had left Captain Spalding's place. Denise made a phone call at the uh, gas station from a payphone, and she was calling home to her father to let her father know that she was going to be home soon. Um, they were stopping for gas, and you know, basically an update, um, which every parent appreciates. But when she does not return, when she doesn't make it home, um, her her uh, father, Don, um, proceeds to, um, he's an ex-cop, and he proceeds to pull some strings and looks into finding her. Um, so, moving forward from that, we go to the scene where the two deputies find the car. They 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 go to us. They they do a sweep. Um, yeah, so they're tra yeah yeah, and they're trying to find um, they're trying to find the ca the car, any evidence of these teenagers or these young adults. Sorry, they're not kids. Um, so he comes. He finds the car. He finds the car all bashed up, beaten up. Um, it right matches the records. They find the keys in the car, so they pop the trunk, and when they pop the trunk, they find one of the cheerleaders dead tied up in the trunk and she's got trick-or-treat trick yeah trick-or-treat carved into her um so that was pretty pretty cool uh pretty cool scene what are you doing with your life <laughs> don't why would he let you no <laughs> um let's see so of course once the cheerleaders are found at that point they um for whatever reason they bring don's Don, um, Don's father, they bring him in to meet up with the officers and they're gonna, they're gonna look into some things and they're gonna find out what's going on. So they end up at the Firefly's house, um, the, the Firefly family's house, big all of them, mistake. all three of them. And yeah, it's a pretty big fucking mistake. Um, let's see, we've got, uh, Mama, Mama Firefly comes running in the room. Where Grandpa Hugo is eating, Otis is sitting, and they've got one of the young dogs. They've got them in there torturing them. <laughs> um, throw knives, throw knives at him. Otis is, um, but Mama Firefly comes barging in the room and, and she says, "Cops are here! Cops are here!" You know, panics, and he says, "You go, you go. Basically, you go handle handle this, and I'll handle this." Um, so she goes up there and meets the one officer at the door. Um, the other, Don, the father, and the other officer, they go Nash. looking around. They go looking around the um, the area, the premises. Um, but going into um, the house was the other officer who is who is talking with Mama Firefly. And, of course, she is doing as she does, and she's flirting with the officer and you know, getting all cozy with him on the couch. Yeah, on the couch, didn't they sit down? They did sit down, didn't they? No, we'll take okay. Um, so anyways, she's being all flirtatious with him and, and then we cut back to the the guys outside and they find the shed um on the premises, which they I guess because that was totally like, totally legal what they did. They just broke right into that shed. It was locked up. It was locked up and chained up, which 
to my knowledge. Cops can't just come on the, the premises and start prying shit open. You better have a warrant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But anyway, so they pry open this shed. They bust off the, the lock and chain. Um, and when they do, they they do like this, um, this, this. Um, cut, it's like, and it's really super slow-mo too. It's like. They used to do this a lot back in the day, like 20 years ago or something like that. But Oh, gosh, the scene that we're going into. Yeah. So anyways, they do. They bust open the shed and you've got this, this slightly short drawn out scene where they they open the shed and it reveals the teenagers. You've got one that's strung up and you've got one. You've got some that are alive, some that are, I believe, certainly dead. Um, you know, so you've got quite a scene in there when they open it. And of course, when they open that shed, the two are mortified. The two are absolutely 100% mortified. And poor Don, you know, he just imagines, I assume at this point that he, he his, his daughter's fate has probably already been sealed, which of course it hadn't. Um, but I, I, as a parent myself, I couldn't imagine what I would think walking into that. I, I would probably think, oh, well, this is, they, they are gone. I'm, this is it, you know? So no sooner that they get in there and they come to this realization and they're wrapping their heads around the entire ordeal, that's when Otis pops up and promptly takes Don out, kills Don um, instantly. <laughs> uh, poor guy didn't stand a chance. And then, if he did anyways. yeah, he didn't stand a chance. Um, and then we go to the other officer who Nash, Nash who like, literally just immediately surrenders his gun. He, his entire officer due to do duties is right out the window, it goes right out the window, 100% null and void. He is no longer an officer, he is a scared man. <laughs> well, this has a drop on him. What do you mean? He already had his gun pointed at him. Yeah, but he already he had his gun in hit in his hand too. He could have wouldn't have stood a chance against. You're us. absolutely right. Obviously, he wouldn't have stood a chance, but still, he was still an officer of the law, who literally was in an immediate second. He was no longer any of that. Like I said, he immediately surrendered. So that he was immediately punked out. But boys, well, cops these days just start shooting right when they got onto the mm -hmm. fucking property. Yep. Just start shooting fucking rabbits, yep. birds. So, um. We, we come to this scene that he was just he just mentioned, uh, which there is no dialogue. There is dialogue. There's there's things that are said, but there's nothing. You, we don't hear any of it. So it's it's all muted dialogue. But they he gets on his knees. The uh, the Nash, the officer Nash gets on his knees and um, point blank execution style. Otis puts the gun to his head and, and you start to pan out. Rob Zombie has him pan out. And I feel like An interesting fact about this scene. When I went and seen that at the theaters, I had to get up to go use the bathroom and I figured I'd grab some popcorn. By the time I came back, Nash was still alive with the gun pointed at his head. <laughs> so like I think a lot of people were like, is my TV like is my my DVD skipping? Like what's happening right now? Because literally Rob Zombie drew that out so long. It was like the longest pan out scene and Rob Zombie was like, hold it. Wait for hold, it. Wait. Not yet. A little longer. 
pull the trigger. And and finally, he he pulls the trigger, and obviously that cop didn't have a chance either. Um, Inside the house, when Dell hears the instantly, gunshots. yeah, yeah. No, I think didn't he come over the speaker? Is it the gunshots or the speaker? I can't remember. He came. He was telling about trying to the, come across the, the speaker. Yeah, in the shed. When he told him about the bodies, that's when Mama Firefly dropped his ass. Yeah, like it was like she now she had the drop on him. <laughs> totally, because that was completely unsuspecting for him. Which that one murder right there is the big key factor and will lead you into the devil's reject plot. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you you right, you right, you right. Sorry, I was listening, but I kind of wasn't listening. I was listening. <laughs> That's not true. All right, guys. So many notes. House of a thousand ideas, y'all. <sighs> okay. Boom. Fast forward. Now we are to Halloween night. Um, it is uh, time for the party. So they decide to go to the liquor store, which is a random ass scene. Has nothing really to do with Dick. I think they literally just just wanted to be able to put pussy liquor, which is a Rob Zombie song in the film. And that was the um, name of the liquor store was pussy liquor. And, and the guy who works in there, Goober. Jerry, Goober. O, Jerry Ober was some fucking asshole. And this guy made it into Goober. Put no here and made it into Goober. <laughs> Jerry, that's a great fucking story, Goober. <laughs> How much do I owe you? And the problem I Which have with like, this scene is I mean, it's a great fucking scenes one of the best parts of the movie is goober or jerry ober i mean they, he's seeming like he just met these people and baby and you know the big guy they're like it's like their first you tell me this small little fucking hick town they have never went to the liquor store their whole lives they've never been into red hot pussy liquors Never and met Goober. Never met Gaber. Never. When he said the new guy is the one that changed his name tag, meaning that Goober had been working there for quite some time. I mean, they've never been to this liquor store ever. Not a the one. whole time living in Brugsville. Mm -mm. Not one time. Anyways, it's a little interesting scene for you, though. But great song. I love the song. I really do dig the song. Um. And and the great part of this scene is baby's assless chaps. The walk into I mean the, I was allowed to watch. Oh that. God, the assless chap scene. Yeah, baby's a bad. I have bitch. a pair just like those. Oh my God, you know what? That's funny because so do I. I took yours. You fucking cock. Hang on, guys. I'm sorry. I'm trying to do something. I'm still with you though. Here I am. Okay, and I'm back. Um, so yeah, we we go to the um where they dress them up. So now they're dressing the the, the bunny costumes. Yeah, they dress them up in bunny costumes. The three remaining, um, they get dressed up in bunny costumes. And who is it? Mary. Mary runs away. Mary gets away. Um, takes off running, and baby's like, well, well they're still at the house, and uh, Otis he. Takes Denise's dad's skin. Oh God, you're right. I cannot believe I missed suit. that. I missed that entire scene. I'm sorry. Go ahead. You're right. <laughs> uh, Otis skins uh, Denise's dad. 
puts on the puts on his skin. You know, I think it's a paying homage to maybe the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Definitely, it definitely is. This is this uh, is definitely based suit. off of partially uh, that. Dressed up as Father Christmas costume, and that's where he makes his speech about you know who's your daddy. And the, yeah, who's Mama Firefly's fucking lit, drunk <laughs> off her fucking ass. Fucking babies buzzed. And here's your daddy. Who's your daddy? And uh, he comes down and they've got him chained to the ceiling. Spinning. Spinning, yeah, like on that thing. And he comes up to Denise and says, uh, give daddy some sugar. And she thinks it's her daddy. Like, because she's so delusional at this point. Dried blood in her eyes and shit. And he he starts licking her through her dad's face. I remember my mom did that to me one time when I was a little kid, and it fucked me up for the rest of my life, and now I'm a juggalo. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you sometimes? Oh, my God, guys. I'm sorry. You know, he's, he literally comes with, he comes with a word. Like, when I introduce him to people, I have to, he comes with a, a forewarning. Um, I have to let people know, just so you know, half the stuff that this guy says, he's just joking. But some people need a warning. Like I had to warn a few people that he doesn't mean what he says. Maybe he does. He means it sometimes. Gosh, his mom didn't French kiss him. Okay, that's not the reason he's a juggalo. Idiot, dumb, dumb. Oh wait, I'm still on this page. So yeah, I can't believe I completely skipped that. Says I, fucking iconic, insane. That was just like oh. Oh, no, you're fine. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad that you brought that up because I can't even believe that I fucking the who's your daddy scene. Yikes, that was a big one. I just completely evidently, you know, out of a house of a thousand ideas, I think it did pretty good. Only missing one scene because I think it pretty much nailed the rest of the movie. So I hope you guys are proud of me. Anyways, so after that, we then go to the the. Um, the when they take them out they take them out there and then the mary break mary takes off running and when mary takes off running we go to the cut we go to the cut scene we go to the cut scene of um uh where otis is doing the run rabbit run rabbit run run rabbit i love that scene i thought that scene was great um but anyways of course baby takes off after mary um and they end up in a cemetery a little cemetery thing place um and and mary hears baby all around her she can't really figure out where she's at where she's coming from um she just hears her everywhere all around and then out of nowhere baby comes out like a freaking spider monkey and jumps on mary and takes her to the ground and fucking spears are like goldberg <laughs> so out of no rko her out of fucking nowhere man so anyways she um Comes out, gets her on the ground, and just stabs the shit out of her. Kills kills Mary dead. Super dead. D-E-D. Dead. Um, <laughs> bad bitch. Uh, yeah, bad. Bad. Oh, she, she, why am I so white? What just happened, y'all? Okay. I'm not really this white. I don't know what happened. Like, my house is, I've got somebody here with us. I don't know who entirely, but we have a visitor who's who's here with us. And for some reason, it just made me like super white, guys. I'm sorry. I feel like we weren't this white this whole time on here. No, not like that. Like, sorry, guys. I look like 
a fucking vampire now. It's hot, but not at the same time. So why do you think mayonnaise is spicy? <laughs> For real. Oh my god, guys, I'm really white. This isn't paint on me. And it's not real either. It's something to do with my lighting in here. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I'll work on it. Don't hate me. Don't unfriend me. Um, all right, so then we go to the the scene. Oh god, I can't even with this scene. The scene where they're lowered, they're put in the caskets, which is creepy as shit, but then they're lowered. And they're not even lowered. Scoops Jerry puts his ass in the coffin. He's begging, like, please don't put me in the coffin. Over his head, and it's just like like he fucking like three pointed at him at yeet. Three pointed him in the fucking yes, like it was he was going for a three pointer. Oh my god. Yeah, so he fucking eats him into the casket. Um, and so Jerry and Denise they get lowered and they get lowered into this well. And for some reason they just get like they don't even get like lowered into the water, they're just suspended right above it. And then Otis drops down the the creepy chant, um, which is super nice creepy. Says here, it's bury me in the nameless grave. That they play during the casket. Thank you. Scene. Thank you. The slowed down voice of Alistair Crowley. I, thank you for this, Max. Thank Good. You, Max. Good research. I, I appreciate was that. It and, uh, something happened. Yeah, uh, I don't have I that forgot. actually in my notes, I so I appreciate that. So, what our buddy Max just said for those of you who aren't um, obviously going to see the comments is one of our buddies on here. He says, "Fun fact: <clears throat> the sorry, the recording bury me in a nameless grave." Um, that they play during the casket lowering scene where they're lowering uh, Jerry and Denise into the uh, into the well. Um, it's called "Bury Me in a Nameless Grave" in the nameless grave, and it's uh, slowed down in the voice of Alistair Crawley. So this, they nailed that. That's <laughs> creepy as shit. So that was pretty pretty dope. And thank you, Max. Appreciate that. Starfish. Good looking out for that. So. Um, yeah, well, I got you here. Our assistant producer, Max Terry. <laughs> yeah, we love that. That was great. Good. Thank you for that info. Um, but yeah, so um, at that point, I, I think that basically summons the, what are they? I are, <laughs> I don't know if anybody really knows. Are they zombies? No, are they? Rob's zombies. Are they Rob's zombies? Um, I think they're toilet people. And that's. The they're like the people under the toilet. Septic tank. They put them in the septic tank. The I like where this is going because that's what they look like. Poop people. Poop people. They look so us juggalos have I been referred to as poop people. Walk, walking, talking, walking, diarrhea, diarrhea people. people. <laughs> walking, talking, yeah, diarrhea people. Yeah, the poop people in your septic tank. That is actually a, go, whoop, whoop. That was actually a quote from uh, Workaholics, where they the the juggalo episode where they, um, oh, what's her face? Up. I can't. Her name is what's her face goes to the gathering and Jillian. Jill. And they have to get Jillian, and they have to go um, uh, save Jillian from the gathering. From the gathering, and they're leaving. Of course, they all become jugglers at the gathering, and then they're leaving, and they're like, they are exactly what we thought they were: walking, talking diarrhea people. And that is one of my all-time favorite quotes. That's what the poop people are down in the devil. <laughs> yeah. Rob's zombies down in the. I don't know what the hell that is. That's creepy. It's gross. They look really gross. <laughs> And homage to Juggalos. Anyways, oh my goodness. 
off subject. Sorry, off subject. Sorry. Sorry. Mm-hmm. We're done. We're back on subject. Okay. Here we are. So the creepy looking poop people zombies um, come up and they they break into the the caskets, which is pretty fucking scary. And they they, they break in the caskets. They demolish. Demolish. Them. They they didn't fuck around they must with those be getting caskets. Their vitamins down there in that subject. They really they are. Fucking Yeah, they did. Casket. Yeah, they did. I can't get a splinter out of my finger without the wife's assistance. <laughs> These motherfuckers needed that wood. So, um, yeah, we, uh, um, oh gosh, losing, losing. Where was that? You did the coffin. Um, uh, oh yeah. So they jack Jerry off. They take Jerry off. Um, and Denise, Denise gets, you know, obviously they don't take off with Denise. Denise then wanders through the tunnels, um, the underground tunnels where she comes in <laughs> encounter with the other rabbit. The old rabbit. Dad, yeah. Dan, oh my gosh. And they strip her. They strip her of her little costume. That was creepy as shit. Like that was super scary. They were like, this is mine now. And then they just kind of, they oh, take the costume and they're like. Those, those creepy old men down there. Salute to them for not raping that chick. Because you fucking was in there. And they just wanted a rabbit costume. <laughs> so they got it. They got what they wanted. Some people have weird um, fetishes. But I like to sniff rabbit costumes. So they get her costume. Um, that's when she she finds her way to like the that catacomb area where she's going through like that the um where all the skeletons and and stuff and all the skulls the and stuff. And, of skulls. And yeah. Skeletons. So she's going through that, and then of course the one collapses and it scares the shit out of her, and she runs. Then she runs, um, and, and she runs, and at the end of the, at the end of it, she makes it to the door, and she opens the door, and to her surprise, she comes across Doctor Satan's lair, it's like which a is methadone waiting room. <laughs> yeah, kind of very similar to a methadone waiting room, um, but uh, so he opens the door, and and you find patience you find patience he's still he's still performing on patients he's still alive and well mostly well anyway um and does anybody know what dr satan says he's going rah, 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 rah. <laughs> no clue to google that too um but yeah so uh dr satan's lair and and we we go through all the patients there's a few patients that we see down there and then she sees jerry she sees jerry in the chair um and dr satan is working on jerry um so that's you know just shocking in itself and then from there you get uh let's see um oh earl firefly (laughs) yeah let me back up we we did didn't discuss the story but they do talk about the story we're tiny about tiny when we're meeting the everybody and we meet before we meet tiny when they're telling the story she tells the story about how earl set him on fire and and this and the other well come to earl is actually out there with uh with dr satan and dr Satan. that's actually who chases um denise out of there he chases her out of there pays homage to the juggalos yet again during this scene because Earl is dressed up as none other than Hack Benjamin from Big Money Hustlers <laughs> yeah. in his Hack Benjamin costume. But he's carrying an axe, not a shotgun. Um, but yeah, so she uh, she takes off running. You know, he goes after her he, he, with the axe. 
axe, you know. Of course, once he tries to get her with the axe, he hits the beam. The beam comes down. It gets him. It gets her. You know, knocks her unconscious. Out of the other. Finally, she comes to. She's able to get out. She digs. She carries her way out. <laughs> like, like, carry. Um, like our first episode, she, she sticks her hand. To the yeah, puts her hand up through the ground. She digs her way out, and she's made it. Right, she gets to the road. She's made it. She, is she's like the, the survivor. And it kind of reminds me also of the ending of the original Texas mm -hmm. Chainsaw Massacre, which we'll get into that eventually. So she, like I said, she she made it. She's out, and she's on the road, and and she's gonna she's gonna hitchhike because she's got no car. She's got no nothing. She's got to get help. So here comes a car. She's so lucky. She sees a car. It's a beautiful drop top coming down the road. And she's, you know, like, he pulls out. Well, what in the hell happened to you? She gets in the car. It's Captain Spaulding. And Captain Spaulding says, you know, hey, what happened to you? And she said, I got out. I got out. Basically, she survived. And he's like, a lot of people looking for you. And she said, I need to see a doctor. And he told her, you know, just close your eyes, take a nap, we'll take you on down to the doctor. She closes her eyes, conks out, and he says, yep, there you go. And and next thing you know, Otis pops up in the back seat, And it says, that is the end. And it literally ends like that. But he takes it ends. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. He takes her to Dr. Satan. You're right. You're right, because then it shows Dr. Satan working on her. And then it's the end, um, which it says the end with a question mark. Yeah, the end. So there you go, guys. House of a Thousand Ideas. I'm sorry, House of a Thousand Corpses. And before we close out, I want <laughs> Wait, to throw this in there. My theory, real quick. Make it super quick. If you've seen the movie 31, uh, another one of Rob Zombies. Uh, See, I'm going to have to research movies. this because I don't. I believe I'm that not with them on this one. Uh, Baby is the same character from 31 mm -hmm. because at the end she escapes uh was doomhead, doomhead. i think doomhead is captain spaulding when he gets older he Younger. gives her the switchblade you know he pulls up in the van and she's walking down the road all bloody and shit and he gets out of the van and he just starts laughing he's got that switchblade well baby has the switchblade it's just a switchblade corpses. I, I think, think it's just a switch she blade. lost her mind and doomhead turned into mm -hmm. you know Captain Spaulding. It didn't make any sense because Captain Spaulding is her dad. Baby's dad. Oh, I guess Otis is adopted. Otis is her her, her adopted brother. Tiny's her half brother because Tiny's Earl's. Um Apple's and oranges. Yeah. So anyway, I don't really trust his theory here. But yeah, so and then like I said. Pretty much sums this up. Um, overall, excellent movie. I loved it. I thought ten if, out of ten stars. I wouldn't say ten out of ten, but I think if they could have just focused more. My only thing was I wish they would have focused more on Doctor Satan. I wish the story would have truly just not just, but would have been more. I wish there was just more. There just wasn't enough Doctor Satan. And any of you who have watched the rest of the trilogy know that there's unfortunately no more Doctor Satan. There was a cut scene from Devil's Rejects, but because he wasn't in any of the rest of the movie, I think they just kind of cut it out because it wouldn't have made sense to the movie. Um, but still, you know, I really wish they would have went on Doctor Satan. So that's really truly my only complaint outside of that. I loved it. It's great. It's an excellent movie. It's a cult classic. Um, definitely. Um, definitely. One of my top favorites, our top favorites. So, in the top ten favorite <laughs> horror movies of all time. So, we hope you guys loved it. Um, we're gonna go ahead and sign off here. Hopefully we inspired a lot of people to fire up the old Netflix and uh, watch on Shadow the other night. Yeah, which we have the uh, autographed copy from Sherry and Rob Zombie. 
So go ahead and go check it out again. Relive your childhood. Um, I am going to edit this post. You'll have links. You'll have the links to our Spotify, um, Facebook, Instagram, um, all kinds of good stuff for you. So make sure you check um, for, for links. Follow us. Give us the likes. Um, even if you're not listening to it, but if you got a Spotify, if you could give us a follow because numbers are everything. Um, but yeah, we love you guys. And thank you for tuning in for episode three. And we will be back next Sunday. So we will see you then.